Hi, moms. The episode you're about to hear was pre recorded before Shannon's passing. Shannon had so much to offer the world and this community, and although it's heartbreaking to hear her talk about the future, we also want as much of her insight, humor, wit, and love to be out in the world as possible. After talking with her family, we've made the decision to release these episodes. We hope that this episode makes you smile, laugh, and remember just how incredible Shannon was. We love her and miss her so much every day. Enjoy the episode. There's no right way to do it. Oh, we're going to get into it. Hello, hello, my moms and baby Margot. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with Candace Whitney and baby Margot, and this is the Mom Group Chat Podcast. Hey. Hey, go-go girl. She's she's not wanting this nap in the crib, so she's here with us today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is going to keep it so real. Like, this is the reality of newborn life. Yeah, if you hear a little coo, a cry, or a hiccup, that's Margo. That's our girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was one right there. (laughs) Candice and I were just saying, she made a little appearance like pre-pod a few weeks ago and she still was like a like baby newborn like you had to fully support her neck and like you're you're like holding up like a squishy (laughs) yeah and then just now she was like head up eyes alert sitting up straight at attention like ready to go she's a full-on infant now which is so nice in my opinion the newborn life is hard so i like it when they turn into actual humans um And they become fun and smile back and all that fun stuff. So we're here. We made it this far. I'm so happy. (laughs) Yeah. When they start smiling back, I feel like it was like eight weeks. They say they start laughing and smiling and. Yeah. You forget all the milestones. Um, But it's, yeah, anytime between like five weeks and eight weeks, I had to look it up because she started smiling pretty early, but now it's like full on and it's intentional and really cute. Um, but she's doing great. She's giving us seven to eight hour stretches at night. Oh my gosh. That's, awesome. that's amazing. Which is still like a 3 a.m. wake up because we put her to bed at like eight, but it's functional. I'm alive and functioning. So we made it to the other side <laughs> and I think I was having a bad week like two weeks ago and Candace was like, Whitney, just remember like you're on the good stretch of things. Like it's only going to get better week by week. And it's like, yeah, the second you said that things got better. It was weird. Like divine intervention. <laughs> I manifested it for you. You did. Um, but she's doing so good. Graydon and her are really interacting now. She's following him um, and watching him. <laughs> And he's really Ooh. starting to play with her a lot. So it's really oh, cute. Oh, that's cute. Yes, he's very sweet to her. Loves her Does so much. Does he, like, ask about her? Does he talk about her? All the time. Like, even the teachers at his daycare know her name is Margot. He must talk about her a ton or something. So That is so that Really is precious. precious. Very precious. He so loves babies. Precious. But, yeah, so we're doing good. Um, <laughs> but... Gosh, I feel like I've had such a whirlwind maternity leave. Like, we had Graydon's birthday, which I don't even know if I talked about. I guess I did. I talked about it on here. We had that a month after Margot. And then I just hosted one of my best friend's baby showers last weekend. Can we I, just thought, talk about- <laughs> I thought Can I had my life about- together, but I don't. <laughs> Can we just talk about how you're an actual superhero? Like, oh the fact God. that you... Yeah. have hosted two events at your house. Yeah. And your baby is 9 weeks old is truly like you <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like you're a superhero. That's insane. Well, it's so yeah. funny like talking with y'all like I was I was thinking, you know, I'm already a mom. Like I got this in the bag. Like having another baby, let's go. But you kind of forget you're adding a whole nother human to the mix and you don't know them and you got to go with their cues and I thought I'd have my life together and I definitely don't like it's been hard I (laughs) I was telling Shannon and Candace that last weekend I had my friend's uh, baby shower and this whole time I thought it was from two to four 
So well, you not only had it, you were hosting. Yes, I yeah, yeah. hosted it at my home, but there were seven other um, hostesses, which was amazing. So we got to really have a lot of fun with it. But I was hosting it at my home, and this whole time I thought it was from two to four. And I told all the hostesses, I was like, I have everything together. Like, y'all just come 30 minutes early. We'll set up the food. And they all like started trickling in around 1230. And I'm like, wow, they're early. I was in my robe. Hair was wet. (laughs) Shit was not together. Like, you know, (laughs) I just was like, wow, they came earlier than they said. And I was like, I guess I'll go upstairs and get ready. And they're like, yeah, people are coming in 10 minutes. And I was like, what do you mean? The party's at two. And they're like, no, it's at one. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) The way I was scrambling. I looked like an ugly bridge troll, as Candace likes to say. Um, Well, I don't say that about you. I say that about myself. (laughs) I don't ever call you a bridge troll. It was like a panic, makeup, hair. I didn't even like have time to straighten my hair. So I looked like a puffball. And you know when like... It's my house was put together, right? It was clean. I had it the way I want it. But then since I had to step away, they were scrounging for like all my platters in the like forbidden zones where you don't want people to see the mess in the closets. That's where everyone. Yeah. So that meme where they're like when people come (laughs) over and they immediately go to your closet. That that happened happened to you. That happened. Um, so, and they were like, where, yeah, they were like, where is everything? I was like, well, you got to dig under this pile and this. And then like Chris was trying to help because he was here because he thought it was at two. Graydon had just gone down for a nap. I was like, this is a disaster. And I know they thought I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They were probably like, it's on the invitation, bitch. (laughs) Like, what's happening? So, yeah, like I said, I thought I had my life together. And I didn't even know what time my damn party was. So, yeah, but your house was ready. Like that is I mean, incredible. In theory, and in theory, it was ready. <laughs> you looked very beautiful. I saw yeah. the pictures. So you threw Thanks. yourself together oh, in a thanks. jiffy. But I am laughing about like when you have people over and you're like hosting an event, and someone's like, "Do you have a pie server?" Yes, and you're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well, just tell me where it is. Like, I'll make you're it like, easy for no. you. Just like tell oh, me where God. it is." I'm like, "No, I cannot tell you where it is. I have to go get it myself. Like, there's no way that me telling you where it is because, like, truthfully, I don't really even know where it is. Yeah, I yeah. just feel like I might know where I might have placed it. Yeah. So I need to go searching myself. And that always like bugs me. And people are like, oh, I'll just Dude. just tell me where it is. Just that's, tell me where it is. That's why like, I felt unprepared. And they're like, do you have like um a large spoon stir for the mimosas? I was like, what? What is <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm just like, oh my God. Like I don't know where anything is. Like it was it felt like a rush. Um yeah. and so I felt unprepared even though the house was pretty much ready it just was disheveled so were people um, on time for the party pretty much like thank god cassie was like on time so it looked like i was like hey welcome to your party as i'm like breathing heavy <laughs> and she's like oh my god i was so worried that you were gonna say think i was late and i was like nope you're good you're ahead of time according to me you're an hour early <laughs> so, so it's all good but it went off without a hitch. They all thought it was lovely. And then I like collapsed after. I was like, oh my God. I was so yeah. embarrassed. I was so embarrassed, truly. <laughs> you should not be embarrassed. Were any of the other hosts moms? Well, yeah. All, all of okay. them. Um, pretty oh, much. Okay. Except for one. Well, but then they all get it. They and one get girl it. well, one girl has a newborn. She I think she had her baby like two months before Mar- or no, two weeks before Mario. And she's so beautiful and put together. And she's like, it's okay. You have a newborn. And I was like, you have a newborn. I'm not put together. You're put together. I was yeah, like, help. She's not having it at her house. <laughs> like, it's at your house. Oh, and I, God. The, the whole, like, finding the platters and the spoons and stuff, I feel that's so hard. We hosted a Friendsgiving last year. And it was so stressful. Yeah. It's like, whenever someone asks me for some sort of, like, hostess serving thing like I know one of three places it could be probably like 
it's like I know it's here and I know it's in one of three places, but also our buffet in our in our dining room is you open one of those doors and something's gonna fall. Well, that's like it happened. Yeah, it's like cocktail napkins just shoot out at you, (laughs) literally, (laughs) literally. So that whole time, people were asking me where things were, and I was just like, I hate this. (laughs) I know. I hate this so much. It was so awful. And that's how you end up with like multiples of stuff. Because yeah. like have you ever been hosting something and you're like, I'm just going to go to Home Goods and just like get new stuff right. because like I need it in the next few days and I just want to like know where it is. Yeah. And then you end up, you're like, how did I get all of these tongs? I have so <laughs> many tongs. Um, but yeah, we – I mean literally – both of you, I say this so many times on the podcast, but both of you are like, I aspire to be as good of hosts as you are. Like you are queen ho- at hosting and it's like something I aspire to, but it is just like so hard for me. We had dinner with uh, Charlie and Tamara, Andrew's mm-hmm. aunt and uncle. Like they're kind of like our local, our only local family. And it was, like, tied to this little, like, Halloween parade that we had at the neighborhood. So I was like, just come over for the Halloween parade, and then we'll have dinner after. So it required me to, like, set up our little table for the Halloween parade, make dinner for four adults and a child. And it – I was flat out dead at the end of the day. (laughs) And I was like, Andrew, I need a foot massage. (laughs) Like, that afternoon slash evening of making chili and handing out – candy to children just like put me on my ass no it's so hard and anything out of the ordinary ordinary is like I'm exhausted now like yeah I just want to go back to my routine and be done with this like yeah I I love hosting so much it's truly like a joy of mine it's very stressful now that I have kids I feel like I was so good at it before I had Alice and now I'm like I'm still fine at it, but I, I, I'm not where I would like to be. But I, it's conversations like this that made me, like, whenever we think about building our dream home, like, I start to think about things like a butler's pantry that has tons of, like, storage for all of our hostess things. And, like, I like to have decor for each, you know, season. And when Vinny and I talk about our future home, I'm always like, oh, that's unnecessary. We don't need that. But then conversations like this, I'm like, no, wait, I think I do need that but- <laughs> that butler's pantry with all the cabinets and the, like. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. And, and Storage yes. is, yeah. if we ever actually renovate our home, I'm going to make sure there's, like, double the amount of storage that I think we need. Yeah. Storage is the key to mental health, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Like, places to just kind of, like – have enough room for error. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be organized, but I don't want to have to be so meticulously organized because I have not enough space for everything. I kind of yeah. want extra room so I can just like shove things in and close doors and feel like things are clean. Yep. 100%. Well, all this is to say that everyone that's on maternity leave during the holidays and hosting, I see you. And yeah. While I look like I have my shit together, it's a sham, and I'm embarrassed <laughs> that everyone um, saw my secret dirty closet. So, yeah, not a sham. <laughs> this no. is the part where we have to build you up and say you hosted a baby shower eight yeah. weeks postpartum. So, yes, maybe your hair was slightly damp in the back, but <laughs> that doesn't mean your shit is not together. It was like kinked in the back, like a little Listen. crispy. <laughs> And let's be real. Here's what matters. On Instagram, it looked perfect. Okay. You looked beautiful. The flowers and the the decor and everything looked absolutely stunning. I'm sure everyone had a great time. Yeah. The flowers, mm, I still have them out. I'm like, I want to keep these forever. They're so cute. It's a big win. Yeah. Big, big win. And I'm sure Cassie felt so loved and appreciated. Yeah. That's also what matters. Uh, I, Candace hosted my baby shower and it was like the nicest thing. I know. It's like so if I'm like top five things that anyone's ever done for me, that's on my top five. I know. So oh my God, I love that so much. I if you were here, I would host video. you another one. <laughs> the birthday video Candace did for me, I was like, wait, that was the nicest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, Aww. so sweet. Good friend. 
Thanks. I love doing things like that. It's fun. Can't wait to reciprocate for you. You deserve it. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're killing it, Wit. So don't don't be down on yourself. Is she wait, asleep hold. now? Yeah. <gasps> so now I don't look like it. I'm like in a psych ward shake, like rocking back and forth. Like <laughs> the video footage, I'm gonna be like <laughs> But I feel like I just stopped, you know, when you have a, an infant and you're just like constantly rocking, you're just like rocking all mm-hmm. the time. And then you realize that you're just like moving the stroller at all times, even yeah. when there's no kid in it and you're like always rocking. I feel like I stopped doing that, but it's going to come back like that just like instinctive, like I need to be swaying and moving at all times. Yeah. Wait, I have a random side tangent story about that, about rocking. So there there was a girl I went to middle school with who um, we were at a sleepover. And I remember we were like sleeping in the same bed. And to put herself to sleep at night, she rocked like she was on her side and she rocked back and forth. And I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm rocky. Like I'm rocking. And I was like. Huh? She's like, this is how I put myself to sleep. I rock. And even in middle school, she was still needing to like rock herself to sleep at night. Oh. I remember going home to my mom and telling my mom and being like, <laughs> this girl like rocked She's, herself to sleep. She scared me, mommy. Like, <laughs> my mom was like, oh, it's probably just a soothing technique from when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but we're like 12. <laughs> like, yeah. Your mom is so nice. Karen is so sweet. My mom would be like, that's weird. Yeah, that's you can't strange. stay there. You can't stay there anymore. <laughs> did your did your babies do anything to soothe themselves? Like Graydon used to, it was so cute. He used to play with his hair until like he found that he had a, or liked a lovey. And now he like strokes a silky part of the lovey, but he used to like twirl his hair. My um, sister twirled her hair. It was so cute. Like, he does not anymore. Until she but... was really old. Uh-huh. Like it's a little less, uh, I guess, big as rocking. Like rocking yeah. is very hard to to do quietly. <laughs> rocking. But Hannah twirled her hair for a really long time, Aww. and she might still yeah. do it. Um, Alice, like I still pull my eyebrows out. I like that about As you. We've seen on the videos. I like it. That's going to be Shannon's birthday shout out. Just tweedling her <laughs> a compilation of her twiddling. No, her please eyes. don't. Please don't. It's called trichotillomania, and it's real. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Alice, she still does it. She takes her two fingers and she strokes her cheeks like this. Oh my god! How funny. Isn't that wow. so random? She even and that's that's one of the be- like tellers that she's tired is we'll be watching oh. a show or something and she'll be sitting there going like this to her cheek. How cute! That's so sweet. <laughs> TJ just sucks his thumb. Classic. Yeah, classic, classic boy. Good stuff. Well, Wit, you are crushing it. Mm-hmm. Very happy to have you recording with us today. Happy to be. Um, here. I'm excited to get a little bit of an update from you on your nanny search. Because that's what we wanted to talk about today was nannies, babysitters, how we find them, how we work with them, how we set expectations. I feel like this is an area that when you're new to being a mom and when you're first exploring all of this is really quite scary. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of anxiety around it. Um, And then we also wanted to hear from Candice who has like her whole uh, clan in Tampa locally. She's got an army of babysitters, but they're all family. So like what are the dynamics with that? Mm -hmm. And she also, Candice, was a professional nanny in New York for two years, three years, four years. Four years? Mm-hmm. I was like, you I said, did we it. are old. Like, I can't yeah. believe you did that for four years. I know. Because in my mind, there's like not enough time that we've lived for you to be able to have done that for four years and then do yeah. everything else that you've done. Um, so from the perspective of somebody who was a full-time nanny, like how do you treat your nanny right? What do you look for when you're hiring? All those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a lot to say. And this is a, an area that I feel like I get a lot, especially from my Q1 moms, like my mom group, they all know I used to be a nanny. So when everyone was hiring a nanny, almost everyone reached out to be like, can I pick your brain? Can I pitch this to you and see how it sounds? Like, 
Um, I shared a lot of nanny descriptions with people, like job descriptions, and helped them make them. So I have a lot of experience in this area, actually, even though I don't have, I haven't hired a nanny for myself because I have family members that literally fight over watching my child. So I don't need one at this point of time, but I'm happy to share all of my knowledge. Hit it. I'm just remembering like when in our mom group chat, Mm -hmm. when, you know, a couple years ago when the babies were new and like Whitney, you were hiring babysitters for the first time Mm -hmm. for Graydon and like all of us, I think like this mostly applies to Whitney and I because we were hiring like non-family members to come like stay with our new babies. Like it was so anxiety inducing to have somebody new come over and you just like hand your baby over. But it's also this push and pull because you want the break so badly and you want the time to yourself. But then like as soon as you step away, you're like, what have I done? I don't know this person. So there's all the emotions that go with it. I think it probably gets easier and easier with each baby. But like we just hired a new nanny a couple months ago and it was very hard like adjusting to a new person even though I've had experience at this point hiring and having help in the house. So there's like the whole gamut. There's like the babysitter that comes over when the baby's already asleep and you're going like out to dinner. And then there's like mother's helpers. There's people that are coming during the day like to take shifts here and there. And then there's like a full-time nanny that's like part of your family. So there's all kinds of ways that you can get help from other people. And I guess we should just kind of start with – I want to hear from you, Whitney, like those first experiences, what they were like, and then now what you're doing to find help for Margot the second time around. Well, I don't know if y'all remember that the first go with Graydon, I could not get him into daycare forever, as you might remember from what I've talked about. He didn't start daycare until he was nine months old, but I was going to go the nanny route the first time. And do y'all remember like my story of how she flaked on us and it was so crazy? Anyway, I don't even (laughs) want to get into that because it was kind of crazy. But anyway, I mean, can you give us like, can you get into it? Can you give us the God, (laughs) y'all? Okay. Well, um, she was supposed to start in January. I hired her like early December and I like didn't hear from her for two weeks or something. Um, and she met Graydon. She was, I'm, I interviewed three people. She was the only one that like asked to hold him. She was, seemed so warm. And I was like, I loved her. Like I offered her the job on the spot. Like I just bonded with her. I felt good about it. And she, I was like, you'll start in two weeks um yada yada and she like disappeared um and she I texted her like the week before and I was like are we good she didn't say anything I texted her the day before and I said you're still coming tomorrow right and she goes I'm in the hospital I understand if you don't want me to work with you anymore and I was like let's hop out well, and, I just, and this is the day before she's supposed to start working. And I, I mean, I only responded with, oh my gosh, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help? And then she just yeah. disappeared. And <laughs> so anyway, I just like chalked that up as like, okay, red fucking flag. I'm, I don't even yes. want to, per- I don't even want to pursue what's happening. I'm over it at this point. Like I can watch Graydon. Like I have been, I don't care. Um, but since I already had her number, she popped up as a person um, that you may know on TikTok, right? And so all of a sudden I started seeing her videos she was posting. (laughs) And I don't mean to like knock her on this, but it was all about suicide and suicide awareness. Mm -hmm. And she was starting to push um, her story and how to help, um, all this stuff. And I was just like, holy shit, like... So she was mentally unwell. Yeah. And I mean, she was amazing. Like I said, like I wasn't going to not hire her because of her past or what she was dealing with. But all I could think about was, oh my gosh, what if she was having an episode while watching Graydon and I, and I, and something happened and I was just like, oh my gosh, like 
that's why she was in the hospital. I think she had another episode, and I just okay. Oh I gosh. take I take back when I said um, okay, cop out. I take that back. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like she it <clears throat> as on her side of things, it's up to her to communicate effectively. Like yeah. You know, to let you know the day before, and she had to be reached out to to tell you. That's it was scary. I mean, it was great. scary. Um, yeah. So that was like my first experience, and I thought, uh, that is yeah, it was a little scary. So, um, but I, but just finding babysitters for, I guess it was the six months that I was working with Graydon at home. The days that I knew I had certain meetings and things, I I went through this thing called Southern Sitters, which is like a nanny service here in the Nashville metropolitan area. Um, And it's amazing because they're all CPR certified, have three plus years experience. Like it got to the point where I didn't care which babysitter I got because I knew they were all well qualified and whatnot. That's good. Oh, and I love like every single person that I've had. Like I have nothing bad to say. I've told all my friends about it. And um and that's who I'm using to go through to find a nanny for three months for Margo, just because I want to send her when she's six months old. So I'm going through Southern Sitters to find me that nanny this time who will okay. be. So you're using an agency. <clears throat> yeah, an agency. Yeah. Um, just because I trust them. Yeah. And I've had great experience with them with just the babysitter side. So they will hopefully be starting um, December 4th through February and then I'll send her on to daycare with Graydon. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much reached out to them and at the end of September to give them two months to look for me and I'll start interviewing them hopefully this coming month. So I'm excited. Amazing. Yeah. That that was gonna be my question is what does that process look like? Like do they do Southern Setters talk to you about your um preferences, I guess? Yeah. Uh, I had to fill okay. out this huge questionnaire. They called me up to follow up after, um, just talking through like what my expectations were, et cetera. And then um I'm going they're gonna give me seven candidates and they're gonna have me interview them. Um and go from there. So they pretty much just outsource all of it and find all the qualifications that they have for themselves, like the three years of uh, experience, et cetera. And I mean, it's a reflection on them. So I just know that it'll be well vetted and yeah. I feel way more comfortable <laughs> this time. So yeah. The where first did you girl, find- where did you find her? Um, like- what was it? it? What is it? It's like, what's that Care. website? Care.com. Care.com. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, Candace, you found your family through care.com. And I I know a lot of people have success. I yeah. have never had success with care.com. I have only had flakes. Um, yeah. And then just on the topic of flakes, like I've had my heart broken a couple times mm-hmm. looking for nannies. And it always makes me like feel for people who have to hire anybody like the amount of ghosting that is done is just crazy. I know. And I've had like I had a connection with this girl. This was for looking for TJ's current like part-time nanny. I was obsessed with her. I checked her references. We she came and visited. I was like this is it. Like she told me straight up she was like I can't wait to work for your family. Like there's we bonded, you know, like mm-hmm. outside of even TJ. Like I knew her life plan. Like we were going to be like mentor. I was going to be like mentoring her. I was like, oh my God, this girl is going to be like in our family now. Mm-hmm. Ghost. Just like didn't hear from her after I was checking in to like solidify our start date. Nothing. And then it was like you end up like triple texting, quadruple texting, calling. Mm-hmm. I'm just like – I felt really good about this in my gut, but the fact that she's not responding to me is a red flag. Like, yeah, I need someone right. who's reliable. And then it was like she reached back out and was like, family family emergency. You know, like, I'm so sorry, family emergency. Not going to be able to start for a little while. And I was like, that's okay. Like, thank you for communicating. Like, you just have to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. And then we went through that again. And then she was like, I found another job. Oh. And I was like, what the what? 
I thought yeah. we were soulmates. Yeah. It hurts really bad <laughs> when that yeah. happens. And I feel like it's not an abnormal experience. Like, what's that saying? Yeah. You got to kiss some frogs before you find your prince. Yeah. Yep, but this is something thing. I'm not going to go like too deep on a tangent on this. I know, Shannon, I've talked to you about this many, 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 many times. And I think this is somehow in my future, but I don't know exactly how this, what it will, what it looks like or anything. But the nanny industry is something I feel pretty passionate about. And I, it is an industry that, in my opinion, needs a full overhaul. I think being a nanny should be a full-fledged career. Childcare is so limited in this country and it is something that is needed, but there is no regulation really around nannying. There's no official training. There's no official Mm. certification other than being like CPR certified and things like that. There's no guarantee that your nanny is, you know, uh, knows the developmental milestones and what should be done to nurture those. And I think there is an opportunity out there. I don't know if you're an investor listening. I have some ideas. I don't know. I think there's an opportunity for there to be like a national certification something for nannies to just make it more of a legitimate career. I think sometimes nannies, they, it tends to be people who are afraid of the corporate world, afraid of that commitment. And you there's a lot of flaky like nannies a lot of flaky babysitters and it's giving nannies a bad name (laughs) and as someone who prided themselves on being a good nanny and it I truly was passionate about that career genuinely I I want to make nannies legit again (laughs) and yeah I I don't know I think they're it's sad that the amount of times I hear about people that have that exact experience that you guys both had. There's a lot of ghosting. There's a lot of like lack of communication. Um, And I don't know, like I I wish almost I could do an experiment where I like interview these nannies to figure out like, what is it? Is it just that a better opportunity lands on your plate? Like, is it that, you know? I think at least in our area, there is such a high demand for nannies. Like everyone is going to be a good employer and paying competitive rates um, because they need childcare. I mean, I think it's part of the childcare crisis to your point, Candace. Like people can't get into daycare or they can't get into a convenient daycare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think – having a nanny is also expensive but then when you start to like add multiple children it kind of starts to be like well might be worth it to pay for a nanny but um the economics of it aside like I think there really is just like a high demand and if Mm -hmm. you are a good qualified nanny you kind of like have your pick of what family you want to you want to work for. But if you are good and qualified, you should be able to text back, communicate, um, all those things. But side note, I think that's like a really brilliant business idea. Like I know they have those really high-end nanny camps that like Europeans go to where they're like, go live at nanny camp for a while and like get trained on everything. I mean, I'm not going to be hiring those nannies because those are like very legit but if there was some kind of like I'm like nanny care certified right where you know they have like the basics built in they have a certain level of experience um that's what southern sitters is I mean they go through nanny training that's why I'm like I don't care how much it is like (laughs) I'm not doing what I did last time yeah for sure yeah so we're using an agency for we use an agency, um, Carolina Birth and Wellness, for our doulas. So we did it last time with TJ for our birth doula, which is amazing. We need to have an episode with birth doulas yeah, also. Um, I got a message about that. Someone asking about if if I used a doula and if we could talk about what that is. Like she doesn't really know. So that's an episode idea for the future. I can hit up my doula. She's yeah. coming over soon for us to talk about my birth plan. So I'll be like, can we record? Um, <laughs> Ooh, you should. But then they also have postpartum doulas. So like people mm-hmm. who really – they do short-term contracts and they're – like they know all about infants. A lot of them are uh, lactation consultants as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And for them, you know, it's more expensive, but I'm just like, I don't want to a go through the process of like yeah. figuring out if these people are legit. Cause it's, it is a newborn, like a mm-hmm. brand new newborn and it's an important time of life. So I'm willing to pay the agency a little bit extra to get somebody who I know has been vetted and I don't have to like do a bunch of research on. I feel like we're in the same boat. We're like, we've been scarred. We're going top dollar this time. I'm not dealing with it. Sorry. Okay. So now I want to ask you guys a question. What are some traits that you look for when you are interviewing and like, what's a green flag? What's a red flag? What are some other than ghosting? Obviously we've made that very clear, but what are some things you look for in a person? I'll let Shannon go. Cause I've only interviewed like, it was like two years ago. So, mm. yeah. So I think a gut instinct Whitney and I just both told stories where our gut instinct was incorrect, but <laughs> I feel betrayed by my own gut instinct. I had been bamboozled, <laughs> led astray. Um, I do think that there's something to be said for gut instinct. So I found our nannies through a Facebook group, and I think the Facebook groups are a double-edged sword, but I've had success with them. There's also a lot of like nanny shaming and bullying and and parent shaming that goes on in the Facebook groups, which like maybe we could talk about another time. The yeah. kind of a toxic place <laughs> where people will like post their be like you know post their job they they need a nanny but they're offering you know eighteen dollars an hour mm-hmm. and the nannies come for them. Not all the nannies, but like right. these specific people, and it's often the same people over and over again who are like this is absurd. Like nannying is a luxury and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's an open market. Like let people post their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, um, so we posted, posted the job on Facebook and then, you know, it's like, it's a hiring process. So I do a phone call with everybody who replies and then you can just kind of get a vibe for whether someone's going to be cool or not with like a 20 minute phone conversation. Mm -hmm. I just ask them about themselves, why, like how they found themselves nannying, what kind of experience they have. Like, do you know how to feed toddlers? Are you comfortable with diapering? Like, what do you do on a typical day with your current family? Those types of things. I want somebody who is going to be down to like go on adventures and just play a lot. So I personally don't go for like the older granny vibes because mm-hmm. TJ is just like way too active. So I'd rather have somebody a little bit younger who can like get out and run around. Yeah. And I make sure that I describe TJ to all of them and like make sure that they know he is an active boy and like we we play a lot. There's going to be a lot of playing. Yeah. And then I check their references. You get a reference from everybody, call people that they've nannied for before and I've had people that I've called for the references who are like, oh, yeah, I think I remember that girl. Okay, obviously that's a red flag. Um, yeah. And then – so that person's disqualified. I want the re- the referral to be glowing, like right. truly glowing. Yeah. Usually I get a few of those. And then those people come over and I think the real test is like watching them play with TJ. Yeah. So usually I do like a paid engagement where I'm like, come over for the morning. Like we'll pay you and just like play with TJ. We do coffee and chat for a while and then I let them play and I give them space, but I'm like checking in. I'm like kind of listening just making sure they're like engaging and not being like on their phone basically the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel like that's something when we were nannying, like we didn't have social media. So right. like we didn't have an option to just like zone out on our phone in the same room as the kid, mm-hmm. which is something you have to look out for now. So yeah, just do, does it seem like they like TJ? Does it seem like they like kids or are they just trying to like, earn a good hourly rate. True. Um, yeah. So like if you like kids and you like think TJ is cute, I feel like that's a huge uh, win for the credentials. And then the last thing is like do you text back? So it's mostly like reliability <laughs> and do you like TJ? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you have those two things, I will give you – I will treat you so well. Like, that's the other thing. Once Andrew and I have found people that 
we love. We're like, we got to treat these people like queens because Mm -hmm. it is competitive. They don't have to be nannies. They could go back to teaching or nursing or whatever they did before. Like, how do we make sure that they feel special? Like, that's what everybody wants from their employer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like just going one step further. So we've had two kind of like employees at this point that we put on payroll. We like keep it legit um, and above board because we're paranoid. Um, Yeah. So we do all of that. We put together a little contract after like a two-month trial period. Like, you know, come work for us for a couple months and then we're going to put you on a contract. And we put together a little nanny contract, put them on payroll, and we guarantee their hours. So they get paid basically like direct deposit, like you would get paid at your regular job. If uh, we leave town, they get paid. If they need to go to the doctor, they have PTO. Like we just try and keep it legit so that they also feel like they need to like show up and be Mm -hmm. reliable. Um, I think that – the everything you're saying is like what nannies want from the perspective of a nanny of a former nanny like I all of that sounds amazing, amazing. and I think you guys have done I'll work such there a good job I was gonna say I'm like <laughs> are you hiring because I'm intrigued and I like TJ <laughs> yeah I love TJ I'd love to play with him all day um I think that's whenever like I did talk to girls in my group who were hiring a nanny that was like always the questions of like do you give them sick days do you give them PTO like what happens if you travel like it's those logistic questions that I think a lot of people have but I think that the way that you guys do it is the best way if you want to keep your nanny like you said it's a competitive market you need to make them feel legit and make them feel like they want to show up for work and that is like feeling valued. And I think everything you just said is what makes nannies feel valued. Yeah. It's hasn't felt like we're overpaying at any point because we ended up with very legit people. Mm -hmm. Now, if I don't think this is going to happen, but if one day like our current nanny, Irina, who's a little bit newer, but she's going great. Like I really trust her. It's all working well but if she like stops showing up or is like taking advantage or I don't Mm -hmm. feel like she's like fully in then it's like I have because I've put forward effort in making it legit I feel like I do have a leg to stand on to be like what's going on here like Mm -hmm. do we need to yeah like and I think the way I would approach it is just like what's going on, you know? Yeah, like yeah. people go through stuff and blah, blah, blah. When you have somebody that's like, you know, part-time or full-time would be even more like somebody, you know, like a third leg between you and your husband, you know, like a, a tripod. You want to be able to have a relationship where you can just talk to them and be like, do you need to like take a break? You know, you build that trust like you do mm-hmm. with any other employer. But I – I don't regret, you know, there's probably hours that we pay for that we don't necessarily like use, but I do feel like it's worth it because I have the, like I've earned the right to have expectations because of the way we've set it up. Yes. Totally. I love it. Yeah. Candace, that's our process. Yeah. I want to hear your side, Candace. You know, as a, as someone who was like a full-time nanny, like that was my career, I think what mattered to me the most was comfortability, I guess, or like the warmness of the family. I really, it mattered a lot to me to feel and be treated like a family member rather than like the help, (laughs) Um, especially with how much I was working at the time. The family I nannied for, they were both doctors, so they worked a lot. And they were in that, that like, early part of their career, kind of, I would say. So they were hustling, and props to them, they were working their butts off. But I was also working my butt off <laughs> watching their child. Um, and, you know, they really did make me feel like a part of the family, Um Like, I felt like the communication was open. Like, I felt like I could speak up and say something if I needed something specific, like, for our day-to-day. They trusted me with, like, a credit card to, like, 
pick up anything we needed during the day because I was, we were out and about in the city like all the time. So if we needed to stop and grab lunch or I needed to pick up milk on the way home, they really did treat me like a part of the family. And I felt like they trusted me and I trusted them. Um, and again, like I think the community, like they really built a foundation of like open communication to where I felt like I could say something and I felt like they could give me feedback too. And if I were to hire my own nanny, that would be a big like foundational thing is like, we're a team. I want the communication to be open from your side and from my side. And, um, so yeah. And then just like you said, Shannon, like, I feel like, one of the things that made me feel really valued is just like that PTO. And like, I always got like a Christmas bonus. All of that stuff really does matter. I think it makes you feel, it just like warms the cockles of your heart. Do you know what I mean? To like get get a bonus or get some like validation. I'm a big words of affirmation girl. So like to hear that they value me really mattered. And then again, it's like, I think part of it is the bond you have with the child. Like, I think it was very obvious from the second I started nannying for that family that me and the little girl had a very strong bond from the get-go. So I think they could feel that. I mean, truly, I felt like she was my child towards the end. Like, I was, you guys know, I was absolutely head over heels in love with her we kept in touch for a very, very, very long time. It's crazy. She's like 10 years old now, which is so wild. Cause I started 10? when she was, yeah, no, she was born. She is, was born in 2013. Sense. The math is yeah. not mathing. No. Yeah. yeah. She's a little baby. I know. I started before her first birthday. So that is so wild. Um, and she was like my child. I loved her so much. And I think, I think that bond is important. Like you said, like watch inviting someone in and watching them enjoy the time with your child is so important. And that is truly how I felt nannying. Like I enjoyed my time Mm -hmm. with her. I loved going to work. Um, So I think all of those things are important. And uh, the other thing I would say, if I were to hire a nanny myself based on how I was as a nanny is someone who's proactive about things. Um, whether that's proactive about picking up after themselves or I felt like I was always, and this may be because I had a child development background. Like my degree is in psychology with a minor in human development and family studies. So I was always proactive about like milestones and kind of looking ahead and Mm -hmm. like trying to suggest activities that maybe would like foster those milestones Um, that is something I would probably look for in a nanny, someone who's just like kind of proactive about that stuff and is proactive about planning activities or crafts or something like that. Because I did that, you know, when I was a nanny and I felt like if, if I had a nanny who came in every day and was like, what are we doing today? And asked me as a mom with the mental load I already have, like, I'd be upset. (laughs) So Candace, you are, you would be expensive, but a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're the expensive nanny that we all want, but can't afford. (laughs) I truly loved being a nanny. I still say all the time, like I, it's probably the most favorite job I've ever had. I loved working with the family and the kids. And the one thing I loved about being a nanny, and this is like, kind of weird but I loved okay you know when you have a corporate job and you go home and you still you're still like thinking about work you can't ever like fully leave it your email is there whatever one of my favorite parts about being a nanny is that when you leave for the day like you truly are leaving your work at work and you there is a full disconnect there that's one of my favorite things about being a nanny (laughs) that I miss that's good to hear because sometimes I'm like how do they do it? You know, I'm like, it's a, it's a hard long day. And then I'm like, well, I do it a lot of days. And also they don't do it 
the whole day. You know, they're working yeah. – at least my, my nanny is working nine to five. And she has another family that she splits her time between because we're only part-time. So like, she has her whole morning to herself, chilling. Mm-hmm. I hope she's like relaxing, drinking tea, sleeping in. And then she goes home and she's she's done. So like even if you do have a nanny from nine to five, you're parenting from seven to nine and then five to 7.30 or mm-hmm. eight. Yeah. So like – you're getting a good five or six hours in that they're taking a break for. And that's good because yes. our child care workers, everybody, they need breaks too. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. You were, you did remind me of one thing that I loved that maybe could be good advice for you guys as you, I don't know that a nanny is in our future just with our family and like what, you know, we need. But I remember as I worked for the family I nannied for as the child got older and her like schedule started to change. She, she was going to be going to a a little school or like whatever. They, they really brought me into the conversation. Like they made it very clear, like they wanted to keep me and they wanted me to give input about the schedule. And like, if, you know, if they did put her in this half day school, would I be okay with like, an 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. schedule instead of something else. Like I loved that they let they had me in the conversation as well to like give input because it was going to affect my schedule. You know what I mean? Um, totally. So and I guess that I think just that goes just back. goes to show like they trusted you and yeah. like when you find somebody who you want to keep around, mm-hmm. you keep that communication open and you will like do anything. I feel yeah. like if you. I don't know how many nannies we have listening to this, but if you are all the things Candace just said she is and, like, the things that we've been talking about, like, families will bend over backwards to make sure that you're happy and that you're included in all the important conversations. Well, it just goes back – okay, when we were – to backtrack a little bit and to talk about the ghosting thing. One of the things that came to my head, cause you had said like the market is hot. Nannies mm-hmm. kind of have their pick, but if they were smart and trained on these sorts of things, they would leverage that for negotiation and to be taught the tools to navigate that and negotiate for themselves and make, make it an even sweeter deal. But I think nannies aren't equipped sometimes with that mindset of like, how can I communicate this effectively and use it to my advantage? I don't think that a lot of nannies right. are, are equipped with that. Yes. I wish the one girl I'm talking about, I wish she was just like, hey, I have another offer that looks really good. Because right. then I'd be like, like oh, well, what about looks it? good about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just yeah. don't think they – Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a scary their- conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just uh, interesting. I think – Maybe because we're older, it's like, oh, this is leverage. But when you're like – Early 20s, that's kind of a scary combo. Yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe I should host a masterclass negotiating for nannies. Candace <laughs> always, she's always uh, wheeling I'm and always dealing over idea. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to just like say we've been talking mostly about like people who watch your kid during the day for mm-hmm. like, you know, a long, long part of the day, like your nannies. And then with babysitters, I'm not doing all that. Just FYI. I don't want everyone to think I'm going like that above and beyond for people who are coming over to babysit. We probably have like three or four babysitters on rotation. I call their references and make sure they're not Looney Tunes. But like if they're only playing with TJ for a little bit and then like putting him to bed, after, you know, the first time kind of like getting comfortable with them, they're good. Um, Yeah. And they also don't pay them as much as I pay my nanny. Like they're not getting – they're just getting cash. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different – It's different. Yeah. It's it's a different situation because it's like – like I don't know. For some reason my brain always goes to like food and eating. But like if they get a cookie once, uh, you know, when the babysitter's here, like that's fine. If they're getting cookies all day every day with a nanny, like that's a different – and I mean that in like – in a short period for one time thing. Like I don't really care as long as she is safe and is put to bed around the time I would like her to. And you know what I mean? It's very, I feel like yeah. I'm chill about one-off babysitters to be have honest. You, have you ever used anyone outside of your family to babysit? No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about like. That's yeah. crazy. That's I've crazy. never. Yeah, that's crazy. But like 
because you're not paying them, can you tell them what to do? Like, I don't know. I feel like when my parents babysit, I'm more like oh, I'm nervous. Not, I'm not. Sense. My mom hates me. So sorry, mom. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It depends on the family member. And I feel like I could do a whole episode on this, honestly. But um, I feel very comfortable telling my mom what to do. And I think she does a really like my mom props to her. She's incredible. She's incredible with Alice. She's also just very open to all of my parenting and all of that. Like she never pushes back on anything. Other family members on the other hand, like sometimes it gets tough. Like I feel a little uncomfy telling them certain things or, you know, especially with like the older generation, sometimes they, they hit you back with like, oh, well, you know, I raised children, right? I'm like, I get it. But when you raise kids in 1990 or 1970, it's different <laughs> than, it's different than like this generation of kids. Also, you know? this is Alice. Like this is not yeah your kid. So sometimes it's like, oh, well, we used to do this. I'm like, I understand that you used to do that, but this is how we're doing it now. And sometimes that can be an uncomfortable situation. And so I think my go-to for that is to just over plan, which is again, adding to my mental load. But if we have a babysitter, that's not my mom or, you know, a very, very close family member, again, usually it's always family, but maybe not like immediate family. Um, I will prep her dinner. And so all they have to do is literally hand her the plate, you know what I mean? To where there's no opportunity for them to step in and like insert their own, <laughs> like, dominance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I To me, it sounds like I do all that stuff too. But what I have with family that I don't have with paid sitters is like, I just worry more about my family having a bad time with him because mm. he's a toddler. Yes. And he's like going crazy. Like when I'm leaving the house and I can hear him crying and screaming and he's with my sister or my parents, I'm like, I'm sorry. But when it's with a babysitter, I'm like, you're getting paid. Bye. Yeah. Like yeah. I just don't have the guilt with babysitters. And with my family, I'm always like, I don't know. I still have this thing. And probably because they're not local, so they're not with him all the time. Like yeah. Karen is. I'm just like, dang, I hope they're having a nice time. It's funny. I've never really had that thought, but maybe it like I when I say people are truly like clamoring to watch her, that that really is how it is. Like people are always like and by people I mean family are always like I want it I want to I want to babysit I want to babysit so I feel like everyone steps into the role of babysitting for Alice as like this is my moment this is my privilege which is such a blessing <laughs> yeah. okay but yeah so I just have never thought that it also Alice isn't Alice is a pretty good toddler with especially like her worst times are with me <laughs> like her worst mm -hmm. times are with mom and dad with guests and out and about and everything, like she's so good most of the time. So yeah, I just feel like I've never had that thought or feeling. I don't know. I just, she's okay. just parenting hack, live where all of your family lives and well, watching and also have the first grandchild. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I'm actually so interested to see how all of this changes with a second because it's a whole different ball game. To oh, to watch two kids yeah. and like a newborn or an infant and a toddler. I think yeah. I always wonder, like, are we going to have to split them up? Like to where my mom watches the baby and you know, my in-laws get Alice. Like, is it too much for one person? Like I'm so interested to see how that is going to go. Cause I just don't mm -hmm. know. And I, I don't think I will know until the new baby is here and I see her temperament and like, what she's like, but I think it's going to change. I feel like, you know, Andrew and I are like pretty strict on screen time. I would say compared to the average, mm -hmm. it's just one of our things. I just know that's going to slip <laughs> when yeah. the second baby comes. And maybe it's something that we save as much as we can for babysitters. And like when grandma and grandpa comes, like it's a special treat. TJ gets to watch movies 
which he'll be like, hell fucking yeah, I never get to do this. And, you know, that'll make things easier. Um, But yeah, there will have to be some kind of – I think that that's actually like what we'll end up doing is being like when you have babysitters, you watch movies. Yeah. And that's like what makes it fun for you. Oh, he'll love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this conversation has actually been so helpful. I hope it's helpful for our listeners. And my DMs are always open if I think our DMs are always open if any of you have any specific questions. But this was such a good episode. I think hopefully no, I feel like it's helpful. inspiring me to do some like holiday thank you g- stuff for my. Nanny. I know that's so nice, and I really can't wait to pick your brain when I'm about to interview. Yep, I'm yes. here. I'm here for you. Thank you. All right. That was really good. Love you guys. Love Love you. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for being a part of our mom group chat. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget, the group chat is blowing up on our Instagram page. So make sure you're following along over there. All right. Got to go. My toddler just put something in her mouth.